Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and I'll be hosting a special live broadcast tonight on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is here tonight to tell you what you need to know about how to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether and what you need to do to prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls, so please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Jim was getting ready to transfer a $65,000 deposit for a new house. The morning of the wire transfer, he got an email giving him new banking instructions. Little did he know, cyber criminals had sent this fraudulent email. Now Jim is out $65,000 and isn't moving. Independent and Michigan-based Liberty Title can protect your real estate transaction with their umbrella program that ensures and secures your closing dollars. You have a choice. Choose LibertyTitle.com. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Introducing TheGreatVoice.com, a new podcast website from News Talk 760 WJR with all your favorite WJR content delivered directly to your desktop or mobile device. Plus podcasts you can only find on TheGreatVoice.com. Sean Belegian and Bill Keenis present the highlights, happenings, and history of American football, covering everything from high school ball, the NCAA, and the NFL. Join us for the Gridiron Wrap, Sunday nights at 7 on WJR. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you to our special medical live radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, welcome back. We're still in the time of COVID and you're just still pushing prevention and how people need to know their status. And the next story that we want to get on to is why you can be treated and you don't need to go to the hospital. 
Well, thanks, Anne-Marie. And the most important thing we that you need to do as a listener is if you get sick, get tested right away. So disease identification is critical in prevention. So when we're talking about prevention, disease identification means knowing whether or not you have plaque. And if you have plaque, it's not normal. You know, it's not nothing you have to look at next year. It needs to be addressed right then and there. And very critical for COVID. If you get sick, get tested right away. The days of gutting it out, wait a week, are over. Right, right. Because you've got a story. Yeah. Dr. Young, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. We were talking about this on the bus today with my band, and I was saying this exactly, that you need to get tested right away so you can get treated right away. What are your thoughts on, you know, if you're traveling like us, there are these uh, little test kits that you can buy at CVS or Walgreens. Is there any value to those, or do you need to get like an official uh, rapid test or PCR test? I think any test that you have is good because if you're, especially if you're traveling, they're hard to get. So again, I think it's important to test if you're positive, like you're symptomatic getting, or you've been in close contact with a positive person. Um, You know, there's a role for testing on a routine basis for kids you know, that are in school or may not be vaccinated, so they don't have to be. But for, you know, adults, having a test kit around so that you can find out right then and there that you have it or not if you're sick and you've been exposed. So I think it's important to test when you're symptomatic or right away when you're symptomatic. Even, you know, remotely symptomatic. And for those of you that are listening, my co-host Siobhan is on tour right now with Starsight calling in from weighing in from Knoxville, Tennessee on the bus. That's why she's talking about what do we do if we're touring and we're in a bus? How do we get tested? Very important, though, early testing. You've stressed that so many times. But again, I come back to I feel sorry for the patients who they get tested on a Friday night or Saturday morning. They test positive, And then where do they go? And the one place they don't want to go to is the hospital. Well, unfortunately, if you are admitted to the hospital, the Admit, that means you you're, have severe COVID, and severe COVID limits your access to all the tools that I use in my practice to keep you out of the hospital. So, you know, the main tool is getting an IV monoclonal antibody therapy. You know, the other things that I do right away is, you know, we've talked about supplements that I use on everybody. Uh, we put people on hydroxychloroquine along with a Z-Pack. We use Pulmacort inhalers or another inhaled corticosteroid, which has been proven helpful in COVID. So all these things happen right away the moment someone calls me that they're positive, and then we work on getting them into an infusion center. Well, that's your patients. I mean, for the rest of the world, they call their doctor's office, and the doctor's office is closed if it's the weekend, Friday night to Monday morning. And they're not doctors, so they don't know whether they're serious or not serious. So what you're telling me, just so that I understand, if somebody gets sick uh, over the weekend, they can't get a hold of their primary care physician, they should not be going to the hospital. And I really didn't understand that if you go to the hospital, you've got a chance of being rejected there because you're not sick enough. Is that right? Well, I think the main point we need to stress is that early treatment is critical. And, you know, you have a, you have an acquaintance, uh, Amory, that, you know, died from not getting early treatment. Right. And so to me, these are not vaccinated, not vaccinated questions. This is a problem of 
Early therapy keeps you out of the hospital regardless of your vaccination status. And this is where the emphasis of our country's power, you know, and their, the intent should be placed on getting people diagnosed early and treated early instead of, you know, being told to quarantine. Now, yes, you should be quarantined, yes. but you should also be on a program that's going to keep you healthy and out of the hospital. Because again, once you go to the hospital, the treatments at work are not available. You're on supportive care until you pull out of it on your own or you die. That's pretty pathetic. I think most people don't realize that if if people think if they go to the hospital, they're going to be treated. If they get admitted, they are going to be given treatments. And the truth is that they are not going to be given treatments if they go to the hospital. They're going to be put on support to see whether or not they're capable of curing themselves. Right. Our ICU experts are experts at keeping you alive. But if your body can't do the work on its own, then you're not going to survive that experience. In my mind, the key is early identification and early treatment with everything that's available as an outpatient. You know, the, that's what we need to be doing. Um, the whole idea of, you know, throw the kitchen sink at you. Whatever it takes to keep you out of the hospital, no one should be looking down on, you know, that kind of approach because that's the approach I use in prevention. Throw the kitchen sink at everybody, you know, where we're managing all of the possible drivers of chronic disease. Well, they have to get treated for sure right away. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a short break. Again, you're listening to a special live broadcast. We are here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent catastrophic disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special live medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. We're back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. He's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. And we're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And so we'll get right to Siobhan. We already have callers. Siobhan, who's calling? Yeah, so we have Pat on the line from Richmond. Pat, what's your question? I was wondering if um, the doctor has seen the research out of Brazil where um, they now have um, realized that some individuals um, who are lucky and fortunate, they can be exposed to COVID as much as anyone in the world, and they will flag no antibodies and show no symptoms. And it's not, it's not called natural immunity. It's called resistance because they don't flag, they don't show any antibodies, but they don't get the disease. And I was wondering well, if the doctors heard about this research. Well, thanks for calling, Pat. So it's been suspected that about 50% of the population um, is just not going to get COVID. So um, it's interesting to see studies coming out now that are supporting that a subset of the population just will never get COVID. And again, it's estimated about 15%, and hopefully more information will come out to guide us. And this underscores the, you know, 
the reason we should not be doing mandates when portions of the population have been that are immune and never will be or just they're resistant and more data keeps coming out from uh, overseas that if you've been exposed to covid your immunity surpasses that of double vaccination so the idea of again i'm i'm all for vaccines in the right situation i'm highly against this mandate uh of telling people that everyone should get vaccinated um so there's a lot of information coming out supporting uh, natural immunity again, and I'm happy to hear those data supporting resistance. Thank you for calling. Okay, thank you, Siobhan. You have someone that came in through yeah, Facebook so we, with a question. Yeah, we we got a question through the Facebook Live that we wanted to address on the air. But um, Sandy is asking, what about pharmacies resisting um, filling RX prescriptions? Well, and I appreciate that call, Sandy. What I tell my patients who I prescribed hydroxychloroquine to, um, I tell them to leave that pharmacy permanently. And I've thought about having a segment on the show called, you know, good one, bad one, where we will call out a pharmacy that won't fill our prescriptions for early treatment of COVID and another one that will for fair balance and to give our listeners somewhere to go. So feel free to call in and give us our good one, bad ones. And we're happy to alert, uh, listening audience of where to go and where not to go when you need your COVID vaccine, your prescriptions filled. I, I asked this last week, and I think it's quite unbelievable that a pharmacist can overrule a doctor's prescription. I mean, this is what you're paid to do the diagnosis. And you're, I mean, your job is to let the patient know what the treatment is going to be for their disease. And then they go out of your office, they go to their local pharmacy and they can't get the medication. Since when is the pharmacy allowed to uh, overrule what you wrote as a prescription since you're the treating physician, not them? Well, so far, as I understand it, the Board of Pharmacy has given empowered pharmacists, specifically now, the ability to refuse to fill a prescription for ivermectin. Um, So I'm not even trying, number one, because there's an overall shortage in the country of ivermectin, and I just can't get it filled anywhere. So, you know, I feel like I want to start off the good one, bad one piece. You know, the, the Walgreens on Northwestern and 12 in Southfield would not fill my hydroxychloroquine prescription for a pharmacy. So audience, do what you will with that. No, but I mean, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. It's a shame for the patient because the patient comes to see you. They get diagnosed. They, they don't want to go to the hospital. Now you give them a prescription for medication because you don't just use one medication. You use a mixture of medications. We're trying to keep people out Out of of the the hospital hospital and alive. Right. And that's all we're trying to do. And if, and if we're talking about, you're going to tell a horrific story, Emery, you've got a day to start these drugs because you might go sideways in that in the next day. And we've lost our window to, to get you healthy. So it's not a matter of like, oh, I got to drive around and get these scripts. You need them that minute. So when you get delayed and blocked at your neighborhood pharmacy that you've been giving business to your whole life, and now they won't treat you in your greatest time of need, shame on them. And also the big issue is since most people are in primary care practices where they're lucky if they can get in to see the doctor. I mean, I don't know how the doctor can diagnose it if they 
you know, do telemedicine, but I, I feel as though there's, there's already an existing barrier of getting in, not to mention, I mean, your patients, all of your cell phone number, they can call 24 seven and immediately get to you and you can tell them what to do and shepherd them from the moment that they think they may have COVID to getting tested and then also following through with the medications that you put together in order to treat them. But the rest of the world, unfortunately, is thinking that, well, if I'm sick enough and if my fever's high enough, I better just get a ride to the local hospital. And we can't stress enough that that's not the place to go. Not only is it not the place to go just when you're sick with COVID, you know, I had another circumstance today where my patient called me as COVID, young guy, diabetic, overweight, you know, someone you might look at and go, I know he's going to be fine if he's listening, but you're going to be fine. But just to the audience, um, you know, he's someone you'd look at and go, that's someone who's going to have a problem. You know, overweight, diabetic, you know, doesn't matter how old you are. And I tried to get him a monoclonal antibody therapy. He picked Beaumont Infusion Center in Royal Oak. I could not get him in because they're only doing... You tried to call several I times. I called myself. It took me like three times to get through, maybe four. He, they're only doing five to ten infusions a day. And this is the flagship hospital, the largest hospital system in our state. They should be doing a 1,000 a day. There's 4,000 on average new COVID cases a day. They should all be getting monoclonal antibody therapy at the least, let alone... All right, let's say they're not even getting the hydroxychloroquine. They should be getting or have a shot at getting monoclonal antibody therapy within three days. Well, and the that'll keep people out. Is it that there's a, not enough to go around or what's the reason they're not doing more? Great question. Well, they're doing it in the Great question. I mean, wh why isn't, again, this hospital making the effort to provide this service to the community? Good, you know, why is Pulmacourt, which has been a, reviewed as a drug that reduces complications, um, respiratory complications in COVID, $1,000 if you have COVID, because the FDA has not stepped in and made this a, a priority. So why isn't our neighborhood community hospital making sure that this critical therapy is not available to anyone who needs it? I They referred me to Henry Ford. Wow. They said, tell your patient, call Henry Ford. Well, they're also doing it, I mean, in the urgent care centers. So there are urgent care centers out there. You're better off going to. So we give the infusion center hotline number on the air all the time as our public service. And so, but I'm engaged in with my patients to make sure they're getting to an infusion center that day or the next day because they can't wait. Yeah, time is of the essence. So, I mean, it's like we're we're trying to get the message out there that if you do test positive and don't think that you're going to get in your car and drive to the local hospital. But I'm surprised that Beaumont didn't refer, they're not referring patients out to the local places where they can get. Why should they? They're the, they're the center of <laughs> they're health the care of healing people How in, about our, that? in our right. Why, why aren't they doing it? Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if they don't have the capability, they're not set up to do it or they, they don't have a, enough openings to, t to take the patient. And that's and, a major disservice to us in the area that they're not the focal point in the, on the front line of prevention. Well, I think at least they should be telling you where you can go because they're just saying, no, we don't do it. We can't do it. We don't have the capability to do it. So try the next door, go down the street and see if you can. They're, they're not giving a referral. 
We'll, we'll need to come back and talk to that, talk about that on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to our special live medical broadcast. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collander, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. We're inviting you to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And over the break, we've had a few people lined up. Siobhan, who's on the line? So let's start with Matt in Grosseal. Matt, what's your question? Yes. Uh, hi. Uh, first of all, I'd like to just make a quick statement that I agree that I, I just can't believe that the medical community has done this to the American public and actually maybe the world. It's just astounding to me that they haven't done more to try to keep people well or to find a cure for this. So I applaud you, doctor, for standing up and fighting against this and, and keeping people alive. It, it's a huge disservice the medical community has done to us. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. My, my question is, is I've been directly exposed to it four or five times. Um, I don't know if I've had it. Um, would you recommend getting the antibody testing? And is there any downside to that? And then if I could, one more thing. Do you know if there's any correlation to not receiving the flu vaccine. I've never gotten the flu vaccine. Um, I don't, you know, I just think my natural immunity to build up is better than relying on a drug to trigger my body. And I wonder if you have any, you know, correlation to not getting the vaccine, you know, the, the flu vaccine and then not getting COVID. I wonder if there's any relationship there. Well, for your first question, I would don't bother with um, getting antibody testing. Uh, the only reason to get antibody testing is to see if you, and really there's no need. You know, if you've, if you've gotten COVID and you want to be sure that you have antibodies, then get, a te- get an antibody test. But if you haven't gotten it for sure, uh, you know, that having antibody tests doesn't mean you're not immune because the immunity is stored in your T cells and we just don't have a readily available T score test. As far as the flu shot, I'm, I'm really in favor of vaccinations because vaccines do reduce the inflammation generated by the, the virus. So getting, there's a lot of data supporting the flu shot reduces your complications of heart attack and stroke if you get it during flu season. I mean, we're questioning, again, I'm, 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 I'm questioning the utilization of this vaccine for all kinds of reasons. Um, but in general, I'm, I'm, pro, I'm pro-vaccine. So everyone should get a flu shot. Okay, Siobhan, who's your caller? Yeah. Up next, we have Linda in Southfield. Linda, what's your question? Good evening, good doctor. So unfortunately, I have the experience of having COVID, but being lucky enough to get in at Beaumont. And um, I must say that the staff did a wonderful job. Myself and my son both had COVID. And 
while I got in, he did not. But we were given resources on where else to go. So I'm sorry that that was your experience today, that they did give us three other places to go and we ended up getting in at another location. However, the nursing staff was went above and beyond. So I, I'm very sorry that that's your experience, but please don't misinform people just based on your experience. Well, thank you for calling. I'm glad you're doing well. But letting people know that they're only doing five to ten um, infusions a day is not misinformation. That's the fact. And th- them being who they are, they should be doing a lot more infusions. And that's also an expectation that the community has of them. So this is not misinformation. This is telling people that if they get sick, that may not be the place to go because they're not set up for volume when you need, when you have a day or two to respond. So um, that, this is not, that's not misinformation. Thank you for calling. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's too bad that they're not set up. But I think, as I said before in the last segment or over the break, I, you know, they ought to be giving out referrals of places to go that can uh, perform the, the ant- monoclonal antibody treatments and other treatments. Siobhan, do you have another caller? Yeah, we have, we have two more, actually. So up next, we have David in Windsor. David, what's your question? Yes, my question for the doctor is this regarding in, with regards to vaccine mandates in order for people to continue to work at their jobs or anywhere else or go to any fitness center like a swimming, swimming facility or anything like that. What are the likelihood of people resisting it because of being forced to get vaccinated to continue, in order to continue going to the places that I've mentioned? On top of that, how many medical doctors these days stress or emphasize more about nutrition and nourishing the body rather than vaccinating it? Well, thanks for calling. Um, as far as your, you know, what should people do? Will there be resistance? You know, I can't speculate what people will do. Um, you know, we're not uh, advocating, you know, resistance in that way. Um, I would like to hope that the medical community will wake up and recognize that this uh, vaccine um, isn't for everybody, that people that are resistant, as per our previous caller, probably don't need to be vaccinated. People that have been uh, recovered from COVID, like this previous caller, don't need vaccination because there's study after study demonstrating natural immunity is better than the prevent the protection from, and I use that word carefully, protection from the vaccines. Um, so, you know, how many doctors are practicing prevention? Very few. And that's why we're on the air educating people about what to do, where to go and how to, how to save your life when, when it needs to be. And why you need to know your profile. You need to find out what your profile is and right. exactly, it's, you know, people need to know what role inflammation plays. It's in not just sick. about, right. It's not just about diet. It's about learning where disease identification, do you have plaque? What's the status of your plaque? What's the level of your inflammation? What's your CIMT number? The most important number to know for your health. That's what you need to know so you know how to respond. Absolutely. Siobhan, do you have another caller? Yep, we have uh, two so far more. Um, Up next, we have Dennis in Brockwood. Dennis, what's your question? Are you with us, Dennis? Can you hear us? Are you with us? Well, let's come back to him if he's not connected. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he's not on the line. Okay, so we have Dan and Macomb then. Dan, what's your question? 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're doing a great service, Doctor, to the local community. Appreciate it. Well, thank uh, you. You may have answered this question before in prior shows and maybe even the current show. If you have three the three vaccinations, I have Pfizer like you have, I think. Yeah. Uh, is there a way of measuring the, de the degree of protection you have or not by some test that's available somewhere? Well, we already know that the vaccines have a half-life, you know, and I don't know that I should be using the word vaccine anymore, um, you know, because I don't like to prescribe medications with long half-lives. I prefer prescriptions that have shorter half-lives. Um, like, for instance, I don't like using drugs for osteoporosis because they have long half-lives, and I wouldn't think to give my wife a drug that has a half-life of years in your system, and I don't necessarily like the idea of using a drug that has a half-life of five to eight months. So after the half-life of you know this treatment goes away, then you probably aren't immune anymore. Um, so we're basing this information on, you know, what's happening in Israel where, you know, there's a lot of reinfection, um, toward the end of the activity of this treatment. So, so is there a test that will measure the degree of protection you have or not? Well, right it's now really they're basing, right. They're basing it on your antibody level. So they're, you know, so if you've been vaccinated, the antibody level is probably a gauge of whether it's working or not. If you've had COVID, the antibody level is like, all right, you're for sure immune, you know, if it's positive, but you're probably still have natural immunity for a long time afterward. And not probably, you do. Well, that's good to know. Siobhan, are you, do you have that other caller on the we, line? Yeah, do we, we have, have another Dennis? caller back. I think how much do we, we have, have a break? Time? Yeah. Well, we'll have to, yeah, well, we'll have to come back on the other, and, and take the call on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you are listening to a special live broadcast from the studios of Startup Nation in downtown Birmingham. If you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing tonight and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat the chronic and debilitating diseases we've come to accept as inevitable. You are listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And before we go back to the callers, I'd just like the listeners to know, please tune in to the Sunday shows. Every Sunday, Dr. Collender's on at 3 p.m. And it's not a live show, but a lot of information on the Sunday show, as well as keep tuning in to the Thursday night live show at 7 p.m. Dr. Collender, well, I guess we've got callers. We've got callers waiting. Should we? Yeah. Siobhan, well, who do you have? Callers. Go ahead. Uh, so first up, we Dave and Ray Township. Dave, what's your question? Uh, yes, uh, thank you, doctor, for your service. Uh, listen to your program all the time. Uh, it's not COVID-related. Uh, I'm 73. Uh, at 63, I had a, a little bit of uh, rash on the top of my head, and... Uh, 
the doctor said that it was shingles, gave me some medication, it, it went away. Uh, I recently went to the skin doctor. He said, um, I asked him, uh, what do you think I should do? Should I get the shingles shot? I heard that if you've had shingles uh, once, it's unlikely that you'll get it again. But then I've read some things that said that's not the case. What, uh, what would you suggest? Um, I recommend my patients get the shingles vaccine whether or not they've had shingles before. So if you did have shingles or not, um, and you had chicken pox as a child, you should definitely get a shingles, get the vaccine, because the older you are, your immune system goes down, the inflammation from the shingles vaccine, the virus can be more severe and actually trigger a vascular event like a heart attack or stroke. So absolutely, um, I recommend getting vaccinated. If your doctor says you're a candidate, get vaccinated. All right, Siobhan. Okay, up next we have Chris in New Boston. Chris, what's your question? Hi, good afternoon, doctor. Thank you so much for all the information. With what you were saying about natural immunity being better, that struck my thinking. My wife and I both think we may have had COVID before we got the vaccine. So I know an antibody test from what I researched is what I want to make sure with you. It looks like an antibody test wouldn't help because that would show from the vaccine, but we heard the nucleocapsid test would. So I just want to know if that's true. And if so, where do you think I could get one of those? You know, the real test is for getting T cells, you know, and, and this is, I would look at it as an experimental research type blood test. And I'm not aware of any place that looks at, um, T-cell immunity for COVID or for any other disease. Um, it's more of a research lab test. So, um, you know, if you, if you for sure had COVID, if you're not sure you had COVID, unfortunately, there's just no way to know. Um, and I, I don't know that that, nu- I don't think that nucleocapsid test is helpful. Okay. Thank okay. you for calling, Siobhan. We have another caller. Yeah, we have a couple more. So we have Marilee and Holly. Marilee, what's your question? Hi, uh, thank you. Um, I'm kind of blown away by um, the stance that Dr. Collinger is taking. It's great. It's great information. Um, he's talking a lot about people with pre-existing conditions and rapidly getting tested. What, a, what about the age groups like the millennials, that age group, like my kids, or um, that haven't had it? Well, so this is not everybody should get vaccinated. Yeah, well, this is where I'm getting dirty looks from across the table (laughs) right now to keep me keep my medical license and keep us on the air. So, yeah. So, um, you know, the risk of people under 30 of, you know, having a serious complication from COVID is lower and there is you know, on the label of community, and now Moderna, you know, community is the uh, approved version of the Pfizer vaccine. Um, those have labels for myocarditis. So um, should everyone get a vaccine where there's a risk of a possibly serious complication? You know, I don't, you know, my feeling is no. Um, and the risk of the individual should be weighed in and not just the risk of, of a complication from COVID, but the risk of having, you know, a vaccine injury. So um, I, again, I don't believe in mandates. Um, we're a personalized healthcare practice. Um, prevention is done on a one-to-one basis. And I feel all treatments should be done on a one-to-one basis and a blanket statement does not work for anybody. 
So before we, so we go back to other callers, I just want to jump in here because as I'm listening to this caller, I think it's incumbent upon all the listeners to realize that they need to get hooked up with, join, or be part of a type of practice like yours that specializes in prevention and profiling of where you stand. And should you get sick with COVID, instead of worrying about what shot should I get, should I get the booster, I'm vaccinated, I'm not vaccinated, if you get the disease and you're not going to be treated in the hospital, they need to have a doctor, a primary care doctor, to shepherd them through the process and give them the medication they need. That's the most important you know, answer to these callers is they absolutely have to have a reliable primary care physician so that, like you've said before, the minute you get diagnosed, the minute you test positive, you need to jump on that immediately in order to save your life or to give you a better chance. And listeners need to have this planned out ahead of time. You can't wait for, oh, I got, I'm sick out of positive no. test. What I do? You need to know, is your pharmacy going to fill your script? Is your doctor, doctor going to write a script? And where do I go to get an infusion? You need to know all this stuff ahead of time because you might go to your local giant hospital and guess what? They're not doing enough of them for you to get in. And if you can't find a doctor, then call 866-COLANDER. That's 866-KOL. E-N-D-E-R, and Dr. Colander's office will be glad to point you in the right direction because I know a lot of you have insufficient medical care and certainly insufficient access to primary care and doctors in general during this time. I'm getting signals from Siobhan in Knoxville that we've got two callers waiting and we're almost at the end yeah, of the so show. Yeah, so let's Siobhan. try and get them in. So we have first Jim in Birmingham. Jim, what's your question? Hi, yes. Good evening. Um, I, in retrospect, had COVID last Thanksgiving. I uh, had the antibody test this uh, summer as part of my physical. Uh, because of my travel schedule, I had not. I have since gone ahead and been vaccinated, uh, although I probably would have preferred not to. I guess, um, you know, I had very mild symptoms when I did have it. Um, is there any data or what are your thoughts as far as having already have the natural antibodies and then going ahead with the vaccine and, and uh well, I'm going I'm to cut you off because we're running out of time, but unfortunately, you may have blunted your immunity by getting vaccinated after having COVID. Okay, let's move wow. on. One last caller. Can we squeeze them okay, in? Okay, yeah, let's, from... let's squeeze them in. We have Mark in Pleasant Ridge. Mark, you have just a few seconds if you can spit your question in. Hello. Hi, Mark. What's your question? Hi, Mark. What's your question? Hi, good evening. You know, I just had a... Yeah, I'm listening to everything, and I really like all the information that's being put out there. I feel like a lot of this doesn't really hit, you know, what, what mainstream is. I had COVID. Mark, you got to ask a question. We're out of time. What is, what is What's your, your question? question? My question is, um, is the vaccine, in effect, FDA-approved vaccine, or is it only approved for emergency use? That's one part. And the second part is, do you believe that they're actually reporting the negative effects of the vaccine accurately? It's too loaded well, yeah, of an yeah. answer. That's you're, a whole other show, unfortunately. Call us back next week, please. Good call question. Us back next week. Call yes, us back next week. Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. I'd also like to thank my co-host, Siobhan, weighing in from Knoxville, Tennessee. We hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate 
and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Please continue to tune in to our shows Sunday at 3 p.m., Thursday live at 7 p.m. for the latest medical updates. And thank you for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well.